Now that's how you drink. That's <laughs> how you drink. <laughs>
I'm the proclaimed hype man for Tattooed in the Wild, which is <laughs> it's a hunting show, and also it's in the name of Buddy's Tattoo Shop here in in uh, Waynesboro, Virginia. And like I said, Todd drugged me into this. I'm like, he called me up one day, said, "I got a question for you. How would you like to be my co-host on my podcast?" And I went, "Me? You you heard how I talk, right? I mean, <laughs> I." I, I I mean, I sound like biscuits and gravy here, dude. You really want me on your podcast. <laughs> so the rest is history. So we've been doing it for two years. I've been doing it with Todd for two years, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, I don't mean to cut you off real quick, although I do that every show. Um, <laughs> the one thing that he said, you know, is like, do you understand how I talk? Do you understand what they're probably thinking about the way we talk right now, being over there in the UK? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of worried if we fit in or not. I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we're from a place nearby us called Stoke-on-Trent. So, you know, we, we, we're we outcasts ourselves in, in the terms of the way that we talk. So anyway, Johnny Samuel, you, you, what, you, what are you drinking then? Because we, we've talked a little I'm bit actually, about this on the podcast, haven't we? Yeah. I'm actually drinking Bush in a... I gave up drinking a year and a half ago. I completely alcohol free, and uh, I still like to taste the beer. I always have, so I got a hold of some Bush and A and tried it. I was like, you know what, that you know that'll work. Mm. So that's weird because one of the podcasts that we did, I I spoke about non-alcoholic drinks, and I sort of spoke to Andy and Adam, and I asked them if there was a non-alcoholic version of the drinks that they liked would they be prepared to go to a non-alcoholic bar and drink it if the flavor was the same and everything else and they were a bit like well i'm not sure so i'd be interested on your take as to is it the same is it not the same do you still get that little buzz about drinking a couple of beers or it's i think it's the like for me mowing grass you got to have a beer you know (laughs) just doing yard work around the house you want to have a beer and i just you know Two years ago, I just took it entirely to the extreme. I made a decision. I drank too much, but I still had that crazy like working or whatever. And yeah. I started with a Heineken, Heineken Zero. I was like, you know what? Let me try this. And it, it curbs my, I guess, craving for the taste of the beer yeah. without the alcohol. And you know what? It's actually good. And like I said, I'm I'm a year and a half in completely sober. So it's been it's been great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, fair, yeah, fair, fair play, yeah. You can tell. I mean, you it tastes like Todd's had it. Todd came up, uh, what was it, March, April? Yeah. April 3rd. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, let me try one of those. He's like, you know what? It, it really tastes like beer. I was like, yeah, it does. It was yeah. creepy good, guys. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was – it was uh, it was a little confusing at the beginning, you know, because I'm like, wait a second, like he's he's ribbing me or something, you know, this can't be real. <laughs> sure enough, man, I'm telling you what, I I firmly believe. Now, obviously, if you have multiple of regular beer in this, there will be a difference at the end in the way that you know yeah. your uh, yeah. your body language is and such. But <laughs> if you go, if you just like pour some in a shot glass and pour some in a shot glass and down them both and say which one, I'm I'm probably convinced that you ain't gonna be able to tell. It's that yeah. close. I'm, I was impressed because that's <laughs> weird. Because in the UK we, we we get a few non-alcoholic sort of beers and they're, they're just starting to sort of become a bit more popular. But historically, they haven't tasted great, and you actually can taste the difference and. 
and that's why I was really curious, obviously, to, to get you guys on in particular, you, Johnny, to talk about that and think, is it the same? Do you feel it tastes the same? And if you did actually have a product that tasted the same, but you actually took the alcohol out, would more people then consider drinking it sort of thing? Because is it the taste or is it the fact that you like the alcohol content because it gets you in a bit, you, 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 you're you buzzing and you're with your mates and all of that? Is it? So I, I'm just curious for your take on it really because in the uk like i say historically it was a bit it was a bit rubbish really it didn't taste great but if you're saying the taste is okay then do you know what i mean yeah the the taste is to me it's it's no different like they have but they just came out with budweiser zero and i tried some of that and budweiser has a distinctive taste and it yeah. actually tastes like budweiser and it has zero alcohol in it now yeah. If someone's wanting to, you know, like you said, hanging out with the boys, you're going to catch a buzz. No, nah, you're not going to get that. I, I got away from it because I just took that to the extremes. <laughs> so that was my decision to to get away from it. But, yeah. you know, just to want to have a beer. Yeah, it's it, it satisfies my cravings. Yeah, fair cool. play. What are you drinking anyway, Gaza? What are you got in your glass? Well, at the moment, I have an Erdinger, which is a, a German beer. It's about 5.3%, so and it's lovely. Quite refreshing. I've drank a couple prior to, to you guys joining us. And just in case the Erdinger goes, I actually have a Belgian white beer called Blue Moon, which, um, um, yeah, good yeah, yeah, so you guys probably recognise that from, they sell that over in the States. Yep. And you're meant to serve a little bit of orange. You said, you know, a couple of bottles worth with an orange on top, but I haven't got the orange, but that's the one that's going to, that's the one that's going to go down next. It, am I able to see that first bottle again? Because from the view that I got, it looks like your beer comes in a wine bottle. That thing looks massive. Am I wrong here? <laughs> it might, oh, the way that is. That a little bit better. By the wine bottles? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, here in the States, we're doing it all wrong if that's what you're getting. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. used to they call stubbies. Call. Yeah, you're used to stubbies. We've got like massive, great big wine bottles of the stuff. It's brilliant. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they call those 40s in the state. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and just in case you were curious, that's the glass. I don't think you can quite see that. It's just a TBR merch, TBR podcast glass. There you go. You see, you should be able to see that. Perfect. Okay, that's next level yep. merch, gentlemen. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we're not selling them yet. They're all prototypes. What about yourself, Andy? Andy's the quiet guy in the corner, in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> with my microphone with is a, on. An, with an amazing beard, I must add. That's <laughs> right. To be fair, I think in a way, from what Todd was saying, I think Todd and Andy are sort of brothers from another mother because Andy just like hates people as well. So they <laughs> they, they would get perfectly. Say hello, drinking. <laughs> I'm on a Belgian beer called Quack. It's eight and a half percent. I'm just going to focus on that. Oh, uh, he got the small bottle. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. got a wine bottle on though. <laughs> it's quite late at night. I, I can't drink too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, know. I want to say something about that real quick. How freaking cool is it? You know, you guys are five hours ahead of us over here on the east coast of the United States, and the fact that you guys stayed up as late as you have for this it's 11 33 at night there correct yes, yeah right. yeah you guys are absolute rock stars for making time for us on this i greatly appreciate it i know johnny does too because anytime you. that a podcast host gets asked to be a guest on another show it's like honestly this was on my mind all day long i can't tell you like 
I got like six more hours, baby. You know what I mean? Like let's freaking rock and roll. And so from a professional standpoint and from a friend standpoint, I greatly appreciate you guys like staying up this late because Simon's getting older. He likes to go to bed early sometimes. I'm I'm at the ripe old age of 34 and I feel like I'm 54. So uh, sometimes going to bed is pretty early is the thing that happens with us. So the fact that you guys haven't stay up for us, I, I do greatly appreciate that. Oh, I Thank you. That, uh, that intro sort of pumped us up a bit, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, we, that was we, one we, take, by the way. I was pretty proud of that. I didn't know what I was saying, but it was one take, so I'll take it. It sounded, it sounded freaking awesome, to be fair, dude. So, yeah, hats it, off to you for that. It, it took us back to the golden age of WWE, or WWF, as we used to call it, and back then when we yeah. first started watching it, I tell you. Well, but, to be fair, the British Bulldog is one of my is in my top five, just so you guys know. All right? Yeah, yeah. Davey Boy. You can't, can't beat Davey Boy. Was, absolutely, yeah. yeah, fair play to you. He was a dude from Leeds, wasn't he? I think he was at Leeds, North Yorkshire way, or is it Central yeah. Yorkshire? I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He had a I broad accent. Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's 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 in Yorkshire. They do they do speak like that up there. They're difficult but he started, to understand. Didn't he start? He started as a it was a tag team, and there was another British guy yeah. that he 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 fought with, and he didn't get quite as famous. I can't for life for me remember his, his name, but obviously the Dynamite Kid. Oh yes, his yeah. real life cousin, by the way. Right. Is that right, but he he, he yeah, never made yeah. he never sort of made it, did he? He wasn't as big as the British Bulldog. No, because he got hurt, um, and I, I think he formally retired in '89 due to a severe back injury. He was in a wheelchair for like the past twenty some years, and he just passed away last year. Oh, yeah. We 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 did a couple of episodes, didn't we, on wrestling? We did we did two episodes. We did one about the golden era of wrestling. You know when we we watched you know we got a Hulkster and, the, and those guys. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't believe it's taking you that long to notice his t-shirt. I, yeah. I, there you go, Simon. Bring it. You know his name because his name <laughs> on Skype is right over the you know boom. So yeah. it's kind of hard to just tell. Today, uh, just pick your t-shirt up like that. Come oh, on, dude. God. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that we, we did one in the golden era, and it wasn't that popular. And we did one called The Dark Side of Wrestling, and that one was really popular. That says a lot about the human mindset, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, the, the dark side one was it, was, it was very much to do with so the underbelly and the steroid abuse and the, the dot and you know on the road for 300 days of the year and you know and that one actually was much more popular than mm. the upbeat one which was oh my god how good was the hulkster and how good was the ultimate warrior and how good was you know and actually the dark side one was was much more popular really so that, that was a bit weird that's because oh. controversy creates cash gentlemen yeah, it does, yeah, absolutely absolutely I was telling these guys as well, Todd, you got a bit of experience in that field as well yourself, haven't you? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> so I've been an athlete my entire life. I was a baseball player and, uh, and I got hurt, had to get Tommy John surgery. So then after rehab, I got back into playing and such. And just so happens, I was like, you know what, man, I like, I don't watch wrestling for fun. I watch this stuff like I can't watch it for fun anymore. I study this crap. You know, like, why did this person do this at this moment? Why did he like psychologically? Why did he move the referee over here without, you know, just yeah. the whole thing about it was has been so intriguing to me. And obviously from the intro to the show, it, the, the speaking part has played a little bit of an influence <laughs> on my life. 
I mean, I'm not going to say I talk to my kids that way, but guess what? I talk to my kids that way too. But, uh, you know, so th- the whole thing with me is being a guy who stutters, it was really hard for me to just accept the fact for a long time that my name was Todd Orndorff and this is what the heck I have to deal with. All my life, I wanted to like pretend like I would walk through a curtain and be somebody else and just forget who the heck I am. So I didn't have to think about having a conversation with somebody, you know, as this person where in my mind, if I was some sort of fictional character, then I could boom, you know, now I don't have to worry about nothing. So professional wrestling, it it may sound super silly. And if it does, that's totally understandable, but it seriously, in so many ways, drove me to have a podcast, drove me to have a friendship like I do with Johnny, because I'm telling you up to eight years ago, I would have the hardest time having a face-to-face conversation with somebody. It would drive me crazy. Like sit in a dark room afterwards and just like, you know, Saul like, why can't you speak fluently? So honestly, that stuff drove me into going to professional wrestling school in 2009. And um, one of the coolest things in the world to me was at the time, like my parents, like all my life I always talked about, it, like I want to be a wrestler, right? Well, I'm 5'10", I'm, 200 and, I'm uh, 210 pounds. I'm not really the prototype for it, but, <laughs> you know, if you got the gift, the gab, maybe something can happen for you, right? You know, talk people into the building, whatever. I would have been a horrible manager, though, because I stutter. So, like, it would have been too much mic time. It wouldn't have been good. So I went and trained. And up until February 2nd of 2019, my parents didn't even know that I completed, like, the whole wrestling school. I never told them. They hated it. (laughs) They hated the fact that I went the first, like, in the first place. Um, But I was on a show, That Reload Podcast. Those guys a shout out. They're absolute rock stars for us. I was on their show, told my life story. I was like, hey, want to hear something my parents haven't heard yet? I actually, like, I completed the whole thing and nobody knew, you know? But um, I was going to continue on with it because I loved it so much. It hurts like you would not freaking believe. It hurts. Like, if you don't know what's under that canvas, it's two by 12s. Like, you're landing on wood with, like, a quarter inch of carpet padding. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? So, like, it seriously, truly hurts. So then while I was doing that, I got contacted again by the the philadelphia phillies and with me being a baseball guy like okay wait a second (laughs) hold up there's a little bit more money in baseball i might love this stuff but i spent my entire life like grooming myself for this one opportunity so i walked away from that and um met with the phillies and that was the end of my professional wrestling dreams other than talking smack to simon every single week on the microphone (laughs) Well, that dude looks like he can take it a little bit. Uh, he's, a, he's, pre- he's a pretty tough kid. <laughs> kid. I love when he calls me kid. He's 16 <laughs> years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, we, we, I know in the UK, you probably don't know what it's like over here. I don't know if you guys, do you guys have visited the UK? Unfortunately, no. Uh, well, it's there's a lot of Americana comes over. There's a lot of people looking over to these in the United States. A lot of our TV comes from over there. A lot of our sports comes from over there. Me and Gaz and Andy, all big NFL fans. We've, we've been to a few games when they come over here. Uh, but yeah, wrestling was huge over here. Huge over here when we were kids, wasn't it? Massive. Like, you know, I say the golden era. And, and I've mentioned to Adam the golden era. And it was Brett the Hitman. It was Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. It was The Undertaker. You know, I, I loved sort of Jimmy Snooker. It just brilliant, you know, just really random guys that you wouldn't really, I suppose, 
unless you studied WWE back in the day, WWF, you wouldn't really know who these guys were. But I loved it. I loved the the theatre. What one thing I want to ask you, though, Todd, and and it's something that I was asked, and I said I didn't know. I've never been in it. Do the wrestlers when they fight? Do they sit the night before in a restaurant? across the table from each other and go, well, if you do that, I'll do that, and then you'll do this. And is it that much of a play, or is it just, you know what, I'm just going to beat the crap out of you? So, um, Come I've on, never... trade secrets, come on. Uh, no problem, no problem. I've never, been in, I, I've never been in that situation where I had to do that because the time the training ended was about the time that the Phillies called. But I'd like to think of myself as a little bit of a historian, too, like I don't, I don't watch like, I'll watch the Yankees, I'll watch the Steelers and stuff. You know what I mean? But other than that, like I go to bed and like tonight, for instance, I'll have like the 1992 Royal Rumble on, and like that's what I'll fall asleep to. That's just what I do daily. I'm such a nerd. But it's not the night before, right? So they'll be like, it, it if you're good, if you consider yourself like a top pro, okay, you'll be in the locker room, say, hey, what do you want to do tonight? And maybe give, I don't know, two or three spots, and then here's how we're going to have the finish, as in the go-home, as in the one, two, three, right? Yeah. Everything else is just ad-lib in the ring. Wow. So it's not like – so you mentioned to the Macho Man. He was one guy, though, who was like, all right. He's like, there's step one, step two, step – like he would map out the entire match verbatim, and th- his opponent would have to remember that. You know how hard that would be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's so, a two to tango, doesn't it? So he can plan it all out, but he's the other the fall guy to be like, oh god, I've got to remember this, I've got to remember that. That's right. That's right. So it takes, you know, it does take two to tango. You have to be on the same page. You know, if 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 you have the chemistry, you don't even have to talk very much. You just know. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Because there there was communication prior, but it's not, you know, like, all right, in the first five minutes, here's what we're going to do in five to 10 minutes. Here's what we're going to do. Nobody could. Nobody could remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And if the crowd isn't reacting to you, it's not worth even doing half the stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. No, that's true. Because that was a question that loads of people used to say, oh, it's all scripted, and they used to meet, and they used to say, well, I'll do this. And and I I didn't know, obviously, so I was like, well, I'm not sure whether that is the case or not, but they're they're athletes, they're sports people, they train, they practice, they, you know, they're they're professionals. I don't know whether they do that. So it's just interesting, you know, your your insight there is to say they, they probably have some ideas to what the outcome will be, but how you get there is is going to be a bit ad libbed. So that's, that, right. that's that's quite cool. It's very cool. Did you are you aware then that we had a UK wrestling scene as well, like way way back when, like I was going to say late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, 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 you did you get any of that over there, like giant haystacks and Big Daddy and people like oh. that? Haystacks Calhoun? No, no, no. It was a dude called Giant Haystacks. And basically, he looked like yeah, he probably looked like a Haystacks Calhoun. He like his great big beard, looked like he slept, looked like he slept rough. You know what I mean? But he was a big, huge guy when he like six, seven, six, eight. But yeah. the, the the main guy was a dude called Big Daddy, wasn't he? He was just this this avuncular, chubby guy with white hair. 
Uh, his real name was Shirley Crabtree or something like yeah. that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was it was unusual. Most, most it was it was sort of held in like really small venues. It normally ended up with some little old lady getting carried away and climbing into the ring and giving someone a belt in with a handbag, and that's normally <laughs> how most fights ended. But it, yeah, it was it, it was a very it was a very different vibe to WWE. It was a little bit smaller. It was no, it was there was no glitz, glamour, razzmatazz. There was no. Vince McMahon, such showbiz thrown at it, you know, there was no big lights. It was all very much what we were classed as little leisure centres, little recreation rooms, little auditoriums. You'd be wrestling in front of 100 people, 200 people, as opposed to 10,000 people, you know. And, And that was the late, I say late 70s, early 80s in the UK. And I suppose maybe that's where... British Bulldog looked at the wrestling and thought maybe I want to get involved in that, but then maybe saw America. I don't know, but yeah, the the, the UK wrestling scene was nothing compared to, <laughs> to, to to the you know the the, the glitz and the glamour of the, the WWF back in the day. Not at all. Right. Yeah, you know, over here it it's what the one thing I the one thing I appreciated as as a younger kid, I guess. It's Simon knows this. Simon used to watch too. Over here in the states, it's it's like so much more show, right? But where Johnny grew up in in his region of the United States, it was more of the NWA, right, Simon? Yeah, we had a lot of NWA, but it was still WWF. Was I guess back in the day, I guess it was NWA. Yeah. So, yeah. which is where where Ric Flair he became. He re- he became the man in the NWA, which yeah. which the do you know the history of the NWA? Do you ever we hear know, of it? We know little bits. A little we, bit. We got we got a little bit of the NWA over here and WCW, but it was mainly WWE no, 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 no. that we had. Not the NWO, the NWA. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was like all around the country, there was like a total of twenty-seven small territories. And all within the NWA, and there'd be one traveling world champion who would go from territory to territory to territory, separate from Vince McMahon's company. Right. So there was a territory in the Carolinas, in Georgia, in Florida, three in Tennessee, in Portland, Oregon, and in San Francisco. And the traveling world champion would just go from state to state to state and that's how rick flair became as famous as he did the history of wrestling is amazing it was so mafia-esque and now it's just you know what's up brother you know it's, you know, it's <laughs> what you gonna, gonna do brother what you gonna do <laughs> so didn't like so, vince mcmahon bring them together didn't he and, and buy all the smaller ones and that's make, right make it what it is today yeah mm. Well, Vince, what he did was he looked at every territory and he he stole everybody's top talent. So if Andre the Giant, let's just say, was in in Memphis, Tennessee, he would say, hey, look, why don't you come work for me? X amount of dollars guaranteed. You know, okay, holy smokes, guaranteed money? Absolutely. Yeah. And then he would go to Minnesota and grab Hulk Hogan. And he's like, hey, Hulkster, I'll give you this much money. Come over with us. So he took everybody's top guy. So then all the, 
the territories then had no stars at that time. So then they all just faded away. That's a bit mafioso style, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> hey, people say that, that money can't buy love. That's BS, brother. You know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> So just take you back to someone else that you mentioned earlier on there. You're talking about the Reload podcast. So you guys talk a lot on your podcast about Reload Rub and how good that stuff is. So we like to talk about beer and air. And obviously, Andy will tell you, you can't have beer if you're not going to have a little bit of meat. Do you? This is a dude who eats nothing but meat. I can assure you of that. That sounded very questionable. I apologize for that one. <laughs> so, so, so I... I, I I've emailed those guys a couple of times about shipping to the to the UK. You need you need to just have a word there because I want to try some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm hope talk to those guys about reload, buddy. You're the man. I, I tell you, as a matter of fact, what's on the menu tomorrow at work? The the guy who owns the construction uh, building next to us that he has his own business. The other week, I always bring in food. Whatever I cook on the weekends, I always bring it in, and he fell in love with it. Last week. He handed me $60 and said, order me every one of those rubs that you use. Okay. Well, I come in Tuesday or no, he brought it in Monday, yesterday, and uh, he brought his smoker to work because he never uses it. I'm fixing three pork tenderloins and a partial deer ham tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. The stuff sells itself. Wow. So here's... He's absolutely right. It does. It, it's that freaking good. But so, you know, he's introduced reload to people. I've introduced reload to people. If anybody wants reload and you're in the U.S. until we figure out what's going on overseas, um, mm. make sure to use the promo code Toddcast at checkout. Save yourself 10%. So I introduced reload to somebody about two and a half years ago. And um, they're like, okay, cool. You know what? This stuff looks re- and it was only from photos, right? And I was like, this lady said this stuff looks really freaking good. I got a big family, you know. We like to try different things or whatever, keep the kitchen fresh. About a week and a half later goes by, and I get this picture sent to my phone. And I'm like, and it's a garbage can with like 40 seasonings in it. I'm like, what the heck is it? Like, what what are you doing? Are you cleaning your house or whatever? And she and then she sends me another photo. Uh, a kitchen cabinet with four bottles lined up in that cabinet. She threw everything else away. She threw away garlic powder. She threw away garlic <laughs> sauce. She threw away the essential, like there's paprika in the garbage can. The things that, you know, the quote unquote normal family would have, it was all in the garbage and all that there was was four bottles of reload. If that doesn't tell you how good that stuff is, I don't wow. know what else to say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's, we, your we, sell, there, there's your yeah. selling point straight away. There, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all right. I use. Get rid of the oregano. I, I, get rid of the the sage. Get rid of the the paprika. Everything else. Get rid of all of that. That's all you need. Get your reload stuff in there. That's, that's right. all you need. I, the only thing I keep garlic powder, onion powder, and season all around when I make jerk. When I make deer jerky, venison jerky. That's the only thing that I keep around, and that's the only reason I keep it is when I make that. Everything else is always nothing but reload. Wow. Yeah. It's it's powerful, man. I'm telling you. I did a podcast convention up in Niagara Falls, New York, and they gave me, I think it was like 28 bottles or something. Hey, you know what? Take this up there. Introduce us to people. Have yourself a good time. You know, take the funds and throw it towards your show and everything. So, so they're good people too, right? 
that's that's another reason why if I thought these people were schmucks, I wouldn't even care. Even if I liked it, I wouldn't plug them. But the fact that they are as good-hearted people as they are, I will plug them to the moon and get nothing for it, and I don't have a problem yeah. doing that. Yeah. So, not. yeah, so I sold all 28 of these bottles in no time just by doing the smell test. There were four different flavors. I cracked the top on, on one of each and, uh, you know, had some people up at our booth that we had for the show. And uh, they asked what this was. They gave a little history about it. I said, smell that one, smell that one, smell that one. You know what I mean? Every one of them made a sale. It was like, Johnny, when you cracked open Magnum, which is your favorite, when you cracked open Magnum, did it punch you in the face and you enjoyed that? That's probably the only punch you ever enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I, the first time I opened up Magnum and I smelled it, I could not get to the store fast enough to go get me a steak and put it on. (laughs) <laughs> now i'm telling you that's that's i'm i'm leaning towards that to be my new favorite it is it's excellent. a game change it's a game changer in the culinary industry i swear to you just wait I, I told i told joel i said you all have to stop making all these new rubs all these you know because i'm having a hard time picking my favorite now <laughs> well I'm, yeah, you... well i'm not being funny what you guys need to do is we sort of package it up Send it over to us. We'll 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 pay for some postage, packaging, all of that, and 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 we'll get it over here. We'll taste, try it in the UK, and you know what? We'll we'll spread the word for you guys. It'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the You're thing right. is, Gaz lives right next door to me. We've talked about doing something. We 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 had a meet up last well the year before cool. last thing. Didn't yeah, get yeah. to do it last year for for well you know all the dumb reasons. We talked about doing something out there on the park again, didn't we? Getting everybody together. Yeah. And if we could do a cook up and and you know and maybe do a, some reload rub and some of our own beer that we're looking at making because Andy's making we, his own beer at the minute. We we we've got like a it's like a, a park out in front of where me and Adam live. We live. So that's in next door to each other, really. And there was a, a we live in a place called Barrington Park. So it was a Barrington Park summer party. And we all had beers. And what we thought was, we'll take the, the barbecue out there. We'll, we'll throw some meat on there. We'll, we'll, we'll cook some stuff up and we'll have some beers. So if you guys have got something that you can send over to us, we'll pay for that. We'll, we'll pay for the shipping. Mm. That would be perfect. It would okay. It would be brilliant. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That needs to happen, doesn't it? Absolutely. Consider it. Consider it done. Absolutely. I will. I will personally make sure you get it. Absolutely. <laughs> I will too. Now, here's you know here's what? the thing, Simon. Hold up. Hold up. I, I know you're a generous man, and I like to think I am too. But if we do this, one thing I want all five of us to do here is I want to. I want Simon and I to come back on. I want all of us to, even if it's like a small steak or something, make it the same way. With Magnum or whatever, and all of us have a bite on here at the same time with Reload Rub. Sound good? Awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that sounds perfect. 100% we're going to do that. That's it. That's if it. Andy's okay with eating meat, I don't know. He, I don't know if he looks like a carnivore or not. Or all jacked <laughs> yeah. up stuff. I'll take one for the team. Joel and Stacey, we're coming for you, just so you know. <laughs> That sounds that sounds awesome though. Doing that, hundred percent, we'll do that. Definitely, definitely. The other thing that we wanted to talk about as well, because and this is this is an idea that you shouted it out on your podcast, and Johnny wasn't bought into the idea. Todd's got this idea for an app, which 
Johnny wasn't a fan of dude. You weren't you weren't convinced by it at all, were you? Todd, Todd came up with this idea for this app where you share literally every bit of information, how far you've walked, how many hours you spent in the gym, which I'm gonna surprise you for me is zero on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> what you've had for breakfast, you know, and you, you got all these different checkboxes. And you you thought like you you were you weren't convinced by that, were you, dude? No. He almost, no. job. He, almost, he almost lost his job for not agreeing with me, just so you guys know. That fool about got 86 that day. I didn't tell him that, but he was almost history, pal. Uh, good luck to you. But I, I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I, I think this idea's got legs, dude. Honestly, I was listening to that, and I mentioned it to the wife. I, I claimed it was my idea, actually, but I, went, I mentioned it to the wife. And she... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody steal my idea already. Brings me no, on here to be a nice guy. Oh, by the way, I stole your gimmick. No big deal. I, I, I didn't steal your idea. I, st I stole what she said. So when I replied to you saying, look, this is a really good idea because you've got all that data you can sell onto people. I, said, oh, I never even thought of that. I just thought it'd be a fun idea, fun gimmick. But actually, yeah, in terms of what you can do with it, you could make a fortune out of that. It was, I agree with, obviously I agree with you, but the thing I have, I've brought this up to just a handful of people, you know, maybe about six or seven and probably five of them agree with Simon. So they're well, just so you know, they're 86 for my life. Now they're not even friends anymore, <laughs> but um, it's just, you know, it's, it's freaking, it's, it's ridiculous. The amount of upside that this thing can have, you know what I mean? Think about it. How many I being in being, I guess, an athlete, I I grew up having to, you know, pay attention to numbers. Like, what was my e freaking ERA or, you know, the batting averages for, for this guy's or whatever. I love statistics. Personally, for me, I would love to know how many people the same day did the same crap that I did all over the world. That's, for me, that's just interesting. You know what I mean? And businesses could use it for some sort of, you can't tell me a business can't use in some sort of research something that be hey you know what we're hot in this market and we didn't even freaking know it and guess what we didn't have to do the reset we didn't have to do the research for it this app is telling us that in this market we're pretty freaking sexy baby so we need to do something about it <laughs> that's this is it the, the 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 targeted marketing that you could do from that is next level and, and i generally believe people would like sharing that information especially people like i like same as yourself not for sports reasons it just I just like statistics. You know, maths was literally the one thing I was really good at at school. And, and stuff like that is always fascinating. I, mean, I love maths. I love statistics. You know, you, and this is like when you get onto Anki and you look at the different graphics and where we're popular and where we're not. I'm looking at the percentage and working out, trying to figure out, you know, who's listening on what and what device and what have you. I find that kind of stuff fascinating. And I thought with that, I thought, yeah, it could be fun. Then I mentioned it to the wife, and that's when I claimed that was my idea. Yeah, you can date, use the data as well. But she's she's a lot smarter than me, to be fair. So yeah, what would you smart man? Yeah, smart man putting that out there to the world. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, she, it's just a bunch of guys here. Don't worry about it. You can speak the truth. It's okay. It's, it's true. <laughs> right, listen, anybody who knows me knows I don't have any smart ideas. Yeah. Everything I still ever I get, I steal from the wife. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's pretty obvious to tell from looking at me. I'm a trophy husband, but <laughs> we 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 did an episode where, uh, of this podcast, didn't we? We had we had a couple of guys who are actually going on. Well, you guys call it Shark Tank over there, 
which is called Dragon's Den in the UK. And they came on and they tried out their pitch to us, didn't they? Yeah. The day before they went on actually on the TV show and tried to sell their sort of gin business to them. They weren't successful with us. Actually, I think actually Gaz gave them more of a torrid time than the Dragons yeah. gave them. I, I, I was a bit of a, I, I, I'm a bit of a numbers man. So I, I gave them a bit of a hard time in terms of, you know, what, what was your, what's your profit margins? What's your output? What's your numbers? what's your forecast and all of that and and they were a little bit sketchy so i i was i'm a bit like well dude you need to you need to sharpen up on that if you're going to go on that tv program sort of thing and look that they're, they're, they're brilliant guys they're lovely guys they come on our podcast quite regularly and they didn't get as i say you, you guys call it shark tank they didn't get an investment but we still support them on our podcast double trouble they started out selling gin and then they went into sort of rum and vodka and whiskey. They now do a beer club where they, they're they selling beer, sort of craft beer. And we, we try to support them on, on TBR as much as we can. But yeah, they, 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 they came to us, didn't they, with with a bit of an idea, a bit of a picture. And they sort of said, look, you know, can we can we run this past you before we go to market effectively? I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'm all for new ideas. I'll steal it. I'm, I, I don't mind that. Unfortunately, I couldn't steal it because they'd already done it and taken it to market, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, I get, I did give them a bit of a bad, did give them a bit of a bad time. Well, not bad time, just hard time. But yeah, it's it's interesting when you when you've got an idea, and as you said, Todd, you've got an idea and you pitch it to a couple of other people, and they they go against what you thought they were going to say. So then it's like, well, I'm I like, I think it's a really good idea, but the guys I'm pitching it to don't think it is. So do I carry on with it or do I listen to these guys and forget about it? Or it's that whole, I think, you, I, I, I agree with you, by the way, Todd, for this. And I agree with Adam. I think from the, the tiny little bit that I've heard, I think you should go with it because data mining and what you could do with that data that you collect, it could be stratospheric in what you could earn. So I, I agree with you, Todd. I forget everybody else. Go with that. Honestly, I'm with you. <laughs> You hear that, Simo? <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> well, I, 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 te- I texted our buddy Dave, didn't I? And I sent some of the information over to you. Now, D- Dave, we've had him on the podcast before. He's the guy who does our website. And we, we went to school with Dave. And he, so I've known him for years. And, and he suddenly, like, you know, he'd got into computers and stuff like doing and, and this. Now, all of a sudden, he's, he's got this this huge business that he's, he's running in the UK. And we're like, well, this is the same Dave that we went to school with. And, you know, fair play to the dude. And also fair play to him because, like I say, he does our website. And he does it really cheaply for us. You know what I mean? It literally costs us, like, 15 quid a year. And we've got, like, a proper domain name, got a proper email and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's a top guy. And he does it. You know, he set it all up for us. But, yeah, he, he gave... Well, I tell you what, though, he, made, he made it sound like a lot of hard work, though, didn't he? Building it out. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm not expecting something. I'm not, listen, I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach how many billions of people. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but son of a gun, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I'm a stupid guy by any means. I think I got a little bit of smarts to me, but I was a little bit confused on some of the stuff. So uh, I may have to phone a friend on like, well, what some of this means or how to reach or how to reach one of these points. Or, you know, and then step two. But uh, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's a dynamite idea. And I'm saying that because it was my idea. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it works. I don't know. I, I do. I think the idea's got legs. What are your thoughts, Andy? You, you... Yeah, just to log how much you drink and stuff as well. 
that, that's why I guess they worried. And that's what's going to be cool. It's going to be <laughs> limitless. Oh, you got it's simple. You know what? You log. And by the way, I already got the name for it, folks. It's called the district because if if you bring up a thesaurus, let's just say, and you type in the word district, it's neighborhood, it's community, and uh, it's all this other stuff, which is what it is, right? You're going to this one central location to do all these different things. So the app's already called the district. Somebody can probably steal it now because, of course, I don't have that locked down. But anyhow, there's going to be literally a checklist where you just tap a box and boom, you're done. Tap a box and boom, you're done for that. And you're just going to scroll in everything, you know, like what you had for breakfast, what you ate for dinner, all this other stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I It's a sexy idea to me, so I'm running with it, mama. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm getting right, Todd. I'm going to play devil's advocate just this once. Okay, because I do this, and, and Adam and Andy will tell you I do this a lot. If you subscribe to your district and you... What what do you as an individual benefit from doing that? So let me be nice about this. I like uh, <laughs> my personal benefit is honestly just the fact that knowing that somebody is going to use something I created. Honestly, I think that is freaking cool. Having an idea and being a way to connect with people. That's why being a podcast host is so freaking awesome. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because I'm putting something out there with this Southern dude. And for some reason, stuff clicks. And like we're reaching people in India. We're reaching people in Singapore. We are all over the freaking world. But And you know, it's something that Johnny and I have created. So yeah. it's honestly, it's personal satisfaction. And I had this idea that for some reason, it's connecting to other people. And then whatever else comes to follow. Boom, there it is. Game, set, match, checkmate. I'm happy. Nice. I like it. Nice. You're not worried when you call it the district, though. It sounds a little bit like the Hunger Games. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Answer correctly. Don't lie in the end. You, know I mean? you, you watch the if news you didn't at the have minute. Bacon, don't put it down just because it's popular. We'll find it. <laughs> See what's the news at the minute. It feels a little bit like it's going that way. Anyway, dude, you know, this, this could just be an extension of that. It could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> now Simon's on board. <laughs> no, no, I'm still not on board. <laughs> this guy still, I brought this guy into this freaking world. And I'm letting him do this. He still, he still has a job right now, and I'm pretty ticked off about it. <laughs> now, you're supposed to agree yeah, with me, Johnny. That wouldn't take all, but I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, uh, just put it this way: I won't be punching in my information in the morning when I eat for breakfast on my app. So then let me say, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text you every single day and ask you what you had, and I'll just plug it in too because I need those numbers. Look, I don't even check my blood sugar every day like I'm supposed to. How am I going to punch in an app and tell you what I had for breakfast? <laughs> You should do that every day, by the way. <laughs> yes, I know. And if you don't, you're a bad man, so do it. <laughs> yes. You know, so before we all like knew I'm of each other. My wife and right? my doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So before all of us knew each other, as in shows and shows, right? I used to do this thing solo. And uh, like it, it's a thing on the show. I used to what I I used to feel like I had a pretty professional podcast. And then I then I bring on you know, you know Virginia's favorite son over here, and uh, things just all went to hell. But uh, so this is kind of like what our show is like. Too. 
<laughs> so you guys are getting a flavor of what really the Tijuana TC is actually like. Honestly, the, the, the amount of podcasts that we've done and we have an idea in mind. And after about five minutes, the idea just goes out of the window. We're on a left turn and we're talking about something completely different than what we thought we were going to talk about. And, and you know, I've known Adam for oh, years and years and years. And, and I know Andy through Adam because that's of Andy and Adam's missus are best friends. So I've got to know Andy over, over a number of years. But me and Adam go back years and we, we sort of on the same wavelength and we sort of think the same thing. We don't always agree. In fact, we're probably polar opposites, really. But it sort of works. And we, we thought, well, we'll do this podcast. And Adam did one originally. It was it Beans Does Stuff. It was called originally back in the day. And obviously that that's sort of morphed and now into sort of TBR. And, and the amount of left turns that we do, we, we, we come with an idea and we think we're going to talk about X. And actually within 10 or 15 minutes, we're talking about Y. And it, it just... It just happens. It just it's just the way it works. You're gonna bring somebody on board and you think you're gonna talk about this and actually you know what? It's something completely fudging different and you and you just go with it and it's just one of those things. It let me is tell what you it something. is. Let me tell you something. I'm pretty impressed because you guys at least get the X. Me and Simon will log you wanna know how the show works? Let me let me tell you how the show works. <laughs> Simon already laughing. So we will record. I know we'll talk for like a few minutes, you know, maybe like three or five, Simo. And we're like, all right, bro, you ready to rock and roll and strut and stroll? Then uh, I think I say that every single show for some reason. And then I, you know, <laughs> what's up, what's up, and good evening to you. We do all that jazz. And then the show concludes. And during that beginning to the end, nothing was ever discussed. We just show up because you know why? He's a busy dude. He's the best family man I know. He's with his family all the time. I got all the crap that I do. We show up. He texts me at like 9.25. Hey, dude, you ready? Yeah, man, I'll be there in five minutes. I always show up in like 10 or 15, but, I'm, <laughs> but, but, but I do show up. And, yeah. uh, and then after the show, we're like, hey, buddy, good job tonight. That was awesome. Talk for a little bit. He's super busy. I'm super A lot of times we don't even get to talk till, hey, hey dude, you ready again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. So. You guys at least get to an X. I'm really impressed, and uh, this hat that I'm wearing is awesome. No, 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 no. no. That's we really start, hard we, to do, believe no, it or not, no, in it, no. Simon. We, we start yeah. with an X. We don't get to an X. We start with the X. We might not. We, 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 we might not ever get to where we need to go to, but we always have. This is what we're going to start talking about, um, we and what, what comes after that. It is what it is. Todd is famous. He'll text me. Are you ready, dude? Man, I'm at Kroger's. You're going to have to give me 15 <laughs> minutes. I'll be home in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're recording. Never so you need fail. to fill. You need to fill. Come on, fill. <laughs> but, but, you know, here's the thing, though, with our show. It's, it's, it's really cool because I the one thing I can't stand from being in this thing for now 11 years since my start in all this jazz, I've listened to a lot of different shows. And the one thing that I cannot say is a pet peeve of mine, like you wouldn't believe, is when you can tell that people just like, there's a script and they're reading something and they go, for, okay, we talked about this. Now this is concluded. Now we need to open this section up and talk about this. There's nothing about it that's organic. And to, and I think just from from over time, the evolution of the show being, you know, starting out all sports in the outdoors and not just being anything and everything in the world with Johnny, you know, like there's there's something really cool about an organic conversation. Right. Like 
We've had a few guests on the show. We don't try for guests all the time. Honestly, I don't reach out to a bunch of people to try to get them on. I just like talking to this guy. And it's 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 always just an organic convo. And if we do have somebody on, I don't say, hey, do you want to come on? Hey, buddy, you want to come on for an interview? No, I say, do you want to come on and just have a sit down conversation with 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 Johnny and I? You know, of course, I'm going to ask you questions. That's why the heck you're freaking here. But I'm not going to, you know, so, you know, like January 25th, 1993, what were you doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing <laughs> weird or crazy like that. We just have conversations and the fluidity with us is, I think it's good, but I, I also like how sometimes we don't know what we're going to go to next because we don't talk about stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it sounds like a legit organic conversation. Like you might not have seen your buddy for, I don't know, like five years. And you just had a little bit of chit chat back and forth. And it's like, okay, where do I go next? You yeah. know what I mean? I think people yeah. can relate to that because everybody does that every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if you're at your place of employment and you're talking to a coworker, you don't map out every day what you're going to say to somebody. Does that make sense? No, 100%. We, we, we said what we want the podcast to sound like is, if we went down to London for an NFL weekend and we were in a pub and we sat around a table, what would the conversation sound like? And it's just three guys just talking about whatever they want to talk about. And and it could be this, it could be that, it could be. And that's, that's what we want to try and get to. And yeah. yes, we have the theme of beer. But it might be, actually, you know what, I really like that beer. And Adam might say, no, I hate it. And Andy might say, well, it's beer, so I love it. Or it's meat or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know. But we, we, we want to get to the point where it's three guys sitting around a table in a pub talking. That's the premise, really, as, as to what we're after. And obviously, you two guys coming on, we haven't scripted this. This is just, we're just going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Doing a podcast, WWF, we talk about beer, we've talked about this, we've talked about that. That's a, a, an organic podcast to us. And I think that's why we sort of, obviously, you know, Adam's invited you guys on. And it's a similar sort of philosophy in terms of what we're trying to do. We just want to, we just want to chat. That's right. And this is hanging out with the guys. You know? Yeah, hang yeah, out with the guys, the, absolutely. And the left turns are always fun. Because yeah, you never are, know yeah. what's coming. <laughs> yeah. You never know what's going to come no. next. We 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 did a podcast with Chidi and Shiner. Oh my! We, we did so many left turns. We were nearly coming backwards. We like <laughs> it was like it was a, it was ridiculous. Like the left turns that those guys threw was it was just uh, uh, honestly it was it was horrendous. It was fun. It was fun because we didn't know what we you know we didn't know what was coming next. But it was it it was it was funny. Yeah. You know what that teaches you? And this is this goes back from from being a wrestling fan too the unknown it teaches you to think on your feet and to speak on one of these things that's exactly what it teaches you you know from being someone who was deathly afraid legitimately deathly afraid of face-to-face -face interaction for the first 25 years of my life going through all those experiences and such and just gathering this information from every experience that you have, which there's no such thing as a negative experience. You can take any freaking negative experience in your life and turn it somehow into a positive because you have the chance to grow and you have the chance to learn from it. So anytime that you're in a boat where, you know, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. I just got to think on my feet and roll with it. It's an opportunity to learn. So, you know, it's an opportunity to get even better on, on a microphone. And I think that's one of the coolest things about 
being a podcaster is not knowing what Johnny's going to say, not knowing what story he's going to tell about himself from 15 years ago. It's going to make me cry on the, you know, on the air, you know, you know, know, like, I don't know if I'm going to have to go off on a rant and tear freaking Donnie apart because he cut my mic you know, <laughs> on the and Shiner show. Like it's, you don't know what you're going to get into, but it teaches you confidence and how to talk on a microphone. Yeah. So, so yeah. what's the, what's the, I'm interested now. So what's the story that made Todd <laughs> cry? I want to know what that is. I you know what? <laughs> this is one I used to say story time with uncle Johnny. Cause, uh, <laughs> Um, my beautiful little girl, Lola, she knows Johnny as uncle Johnny. And, uh, so, uh, it just so happens we've had a couple stories with Simon. And if, if you don't mind guys, I wouldn't mind, you know, um, having Johnny tell a story. Like I, I, I would like to pick the story. And since Johnny's on the air, he's a really nice guy and he's really not shaking his head right now. Like he thinks he is. <laughs> so, uh, there's this, and uh, you know what? We'll go with this since you guys know, uh, Titty and Shiner. So um, there's something about a photo or something. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys ever heard about it, but uh, yeah, yeah. it just so happens Johnny <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. So three, two, one, Simo, go. Well, Means is already you, shaking his head. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Means know. is already shaking his head. He knows the story. <laughs> so, you know, back in the day, it's been years ago now, you know, Shiner, he had this thing that if he have a, had a lady spend the night, she would have to leave before the morning and he always gave her a hot pocket. So they ran off. <laughs> he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to be rude. So he'd give her a hot pocket to, you know, to eat on, on the way home. Well, they had a contest to, to send in a, you know, a semi provocative photo of, of someone, you know, seductively holding a box of hot pockets. <laughs> Well, I don't think they had very many entries. So, yeah, I know when I know when Titty and Shiner them when they're recording. So I made my I told my wife I said we're going to take this picture tonight, <laughs> and I said I'm going to send it to them in the middle of their podcast. So I had just gotten I had just gotten my We the People tattoo on this arm, and I went down. Of course, y'all know Shiner loves his PBRs, so. I went down, I got a tall boy, a 24 ounce PBR. I had my tattooed in the wild hat. And I had a pair of leopard print bikini <laughs> underwear. <laughs> oh my God. That's all I had on. And I had on my big snap on knee high socks that came up to my knees. And I laid on the bed. I laid on the bed like this, holding the PBR. And I had the hot pocket. I had a box of hot pockets set right across my junk. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it to him in the middle of the podcast, and they they told me the story later that they got it, they got the picture during break, and they said, "Don't open it. It's from Samo. I know he." <laughs> so they got back on the air and opened it, and they it was it was funny. It, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I love my co-host. I really can't. You have, you have no idea. Well, you know, and I excluded myself from the contest. Like, yeah, I am. I, you know, the, what scared me was Titty texted me and he said, we're using that for our cover art. <laughs> I said, no, you're not. I said, no, you can't. You cannot use that for your cover art. I said, do not put that anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm still amazed that picture hasn't turned up somewhere. That ain't oh, it has. Sure it it has. I've, I've never seen it, just to be clear. You will. You will. <laughs> Todd, Todd thinks he's got it. He doesn't have it. 
What's oh, the Todd bet? Has it. Oh, Todd What's has the it. bet that I don't have it? <laughs> See, the bad thing is I can't I can't get too much in it because all he's got to do is text my wife. She'll send it to him. She don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, mate, Todd's already done that and he already has it. You just don't know about that. <laughs> you could be right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blow my cover, yet. What are you doing? Don't blow my cover. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. <laughs> that, that story was one of the top three favorite moments in my entire 11-year career. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It, it came so out of the blue, too. It was like, I never knew, like... Simon had this seductive side, and uh, just so happens he, he just bestowed it upon the world this one day. And I had no, I had, <laughs> oh my god, there it is, you, guys, guys, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, have hold you on, hold we up. put this on YouTube? You know, we put this oh. on YouTube, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot, yes. <laughs> Yes! That's on the next T-shirt run. That is. Yes! <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yes! Oh my oh, gosh! Gen- forgot. Genuinely, that's the next TBR merchandise T-shirt. Oh, it's there. <laughs> oh, listen, listen, listen. I, I got the uh, change the change the beer to a TBR cup. Perfect. There you go. Oh, there you goodness. go. Simo, you. <laughs> it's going on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Oh, I have to cut that out. <laughs> the first thing I thought. Beans, look, at, look how red Beans is. <laughs> look how red he's, he is. Re- he's as red as Andy's beard right now. <laughs> God, right? <laughs> oh, I know my face is red. I wasn't even thinking about that. I forgot. That is genius. <laughs> you know how many? Oh, man. Oh, oh, we're selling so many calendars now. He's going to be every. Simon's going to be every single month. <laughs> January, February. <laughs> you are a stallion, Simon. Look at those legs, by the way, guys. You guys see <laughs> I'll tell you another quick story. I'm not, a, you know, so a friend of my daughter's, they were just friends. He graduated this year. Well, my wife had the idea. She goes, You ought to do something funny and take a picture and we'll put it on a t shirt for his graduation. So I made a graduation. My wife made a graduation cap and we bought a sign that said, congratulations, grad. Well, threw on this fancy leopard print underwear, held the sign down here in front of my junk and posed for him and put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Do you want to share that one, too? Nope. <laughs> oh. He got me back because he said, guess what? I'm going to the gym. Guess what shirt I'm wearing? I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Just working he's out in that. T- brilliant. Oh, he's a great kid. The YouTube views and subscribers are going to soar. Thanks Johnny Simonetti. Or Simonetti. It never matters because he's always ready. So <laughs> Clearly. I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that, though. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> You know, he had too much N.A., guys. So, so guys, to answer your question, you yeah. do have some. You do get a buzz, apparently. I don't know. 
tied in beautifully to what we were talking about at the start. Do you still get the buzz? Absolutely. Perfect. It all comes full circle, guys. You know what I mean? Perfect. The circle of life as a podcaster. This is what it is. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love you, dude. I don't even. I don't even know where to go from that one. Dude. No, we were on about left turns. That yeah. was a left turn. Going, I think you were going to Y now, weren't you? I think yeah, this was X. Know. We had this yeah, plan, and now we're going to Y. We had X. We're so far beyond Y now. Y, Y is Y is right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm still sitting here in disbelief, man. I can't believe that. I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> well, it's made my night. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, that's perfect. Brilliant. Tiddy, Tiddy and Shana are going to love that one, I tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, we, we normally wrap it up around about the hour mark, trying to keep it keep it sweet. So have you guys got any questions for us before we wrap it up? I do. I have one quick question. Go for it. So I told the story basically on like why I started a podcast, right? I've, I've told that story a thousand times. What made you guys want to start a podcast? Because to me, this whole world of speaking on a microphone for an invisible audience who we hope listens, you know, like it's not the easiest thing to be consistent with, you know, it's not, if you get on Apple podcasts, you just type in say the letter R and you click the first three, each show will maybe have like three episodes back in like 2018 right and that's their last one consistency yeah. on this thing is so freaking hard staying fresh is so freaking hard what was the inspiration for you guys to start your show because i know a lot of our listeners they're going to hear this and i want them to be introduced to you guys even more so for our listeners you know what was your guys's go-to on uh, how to get this thing started and or why well, for myself, I, st- I started doing I started doing Beanstool stuff. I, you know, listen, I first got into podcasts listening to Tiddy and Shower. I listened to him before that. My family is originally from Oklahoma, from my dad's side. So I wanted to find out a little bit about Oklahoma. And so I, I literally just typed Oklahoma into, into the search. And I'm flicking through. And the first one that jumps out at me is a show called The Tiddy and Shower Show. Because my little girl, Matilda, I call her Tiddy. That's, what, that's how everybody knows her. She's Tiddy. So I thought, man, I'll give this a go. You know, and if it's terrible, there's nothing lost. So I listen to it. And these, and these guys crack me up. And I listen to it. I start listening every week. I message them and they shout me out on the show. And I thought, you know, this is something I'd love to do. But it's not something that I knew whether I knew I could do or not. Because I think everybody knows me, has said to me on one occasion or not, this, I never thought this would be something you'd do because I am a really shy person. I'm quite insulated. The idea of talking in front of a crowd when I've been best man at a wedding, even standing up at my own wedding, and, and you know, both of them. <laughs> oh, wife's going to kill me for that one. And, uh, <laughs> and I was on YouTube. And, uh, and, and giving that speech, it, it fills me with absolute dread talking to any number of people. So when I look at the numbers and I think all these people are listening, if I think about that and I let that get in my head, it really, really bothers me. I can't do it. But I'm not. I'm sat here talking to you four guys on my screen. So it, does, it doesn't even concern me. But when it goes out and then I listen to it, I listen to it back. I always listen to it back once I've edited it and think, wow, everybody else is listening to this. And, you know, we're not in as many countries as you, but we're in 36 different countries. You know, and that still blows my mind that someone out there in Guatemala has taken the time to listen to this show and, and Lord only knows what they got out of it. And that, yeah. that's really got me started. And when I started doing it by myself, 
although it was always been just tough, the idea was to try and get these two guys involved at some point and twist their arms and get somebody else involved because I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I needed a co-host to do it with just to make it more interesting because you know what it's like when it's just so one voice. Hard. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's strange because when I when Adam first mentioned doing the podcast to me, I originally said, I don't think I can commit to doing every week. I've, I've got a wife, I've got two kids. I don't, I, 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 I play golf. I, I'm, I'm really sporty. I've got lots of interests. I don't think I can commit to doing a weekly podcast. And Adam was like, okay, well, maybe give it a go, see what you think. And I did the first two or three after he did the Beanstuff stuff and it sort of morphed into more what it is now. And I loved it. I, I, I love just what we, there's a phrase over in the UK called chewing the fat. I just love chewing the fat with the guys. Do you know, I just love just talking, sometimes BS, just meeting the guys, having a beer. And and the podcast has morphed a few times. It's changed. We, we, we originally did, we weren't so beer orientated. We were very much, we'll talk about paranormal. We'll talk about conspiracy theories we'll talk about politics we'll talk about sport and now it's morphed into beer that's what it is with tbr we, we, we're three guys who love beer i just love meeting these guys and as i said i live next door to adam and i've known adam for years but i love meeting on a tuesday we podcast on a tuesday and it's a release for me it, it's a way for me just to just to meet the guys talk to some other guys like-minded get some guests on if we can do a couple of outside broadcasts okay covid has meant we can't but go and do just talk about the things that we want to talk about and it's a release for me i I love it it's it's a way for me to express myself and my opinions my thoughts and hopefully people agree and if they don't and they disagree i'm happy to have that conversation with them as well i'm not precious i'm not proud of you know people can disagree with me i haven't got a problem with that and it's just, I, I, I enjoy chatting to the guys. I enjoy putting my thoughts out there, not being massively controversial, but just, look, wear my heart on my sleeve. This is what I think. These are my views. I'm happy for you to agree with me. If you disagree with me, I'm happy to have that conversation with you as well. And that, that's, that for me is, and every Tuesday for me is podcast night. I love it. We have a couple of different beers. It's a way for me just to chat to my mates. That's awesome. I just do it so I can drink in the week. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than an honest podcaster, guys. <laughs> nothing better. And you know, and you know, you know what? For Andy, if you actually gave him a plate of meat, Andy was able to eat meat and drink beer on the podcast. I'm pretty sure he would do that as well. I, I talk he, even less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not afraid to eat on the show. It's kind of been a new thing because I don't have time to eat. So. Simon, you know, I'm just crunching away. <laughs> I genuinely didn't think I would still be doing the podcast with Adam 80 episodes in or whatever we are now. Um, and it, uh, you know, we're in 36 countries and it blows my mind that some some people in the United Arab Emirates and Iceland and New Zealand are actually tuning in to listen to what we have to say. And you know what? They might listen to one. They might listen to everyone. They might... It just blows my mind that there are people out there that are tuning into what we have to say. So that's my gratification. It's, it blows my mind. 
And, you know, if you ever do forget, if you log on to the district, you'll be able to see how many people listen to you in all these other countries because people are going to log on and click on it, Simon. <laughs> he's, he's still not having it, is he, Todd? He's still, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't believe it. He's not, he's, no, he's not, not feeling it. No, he's not feeling it. Listen, I got this guy to start the show. His daughter had to turn the computer on for him. So we'll slowly get to the district. All right. <laughs> Gaz laughs, but we did exactly the same thing with him. His, 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 his daughter does his audio, and, and the worst thing is, he's an IT teacher. <laughs> Why did you? I, I, I lasted an hour and however long it is in the podcast without saying that, and you had to mention it right at the end. <laughs> One quick. Well, that's all right. <laughs> We went through many trials and tribulations trying to get Simon on here, but darn it, we did it now, so we're good. <laughs> it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Definitely. Oh, that, very much. We, like I said, I appreciate it, too. Uh, like you were talking about, Gaz, you know, when we, Todd asked me, I was the same way. I didn't know if I was going to be able to commit to every week. At the time, we were taking care of my father-in-law. We had been taking care of him uh, for five years, and... I just, and there were nights when, you know, something would go wrong. I'm like, you know, can't make it. You know, yeah. this is going on. Todd's always, you know, you take care of families first, you know. So I, I understood the difficulty. I wasn't sure it was going to do it. And yes, we, I mean, we've been two or three weeks before either I had something going on with, with, you know, at home, my father-in-law or Todd had something going on in his, his personal life and work. So, you know, we try to get one out every week. And like you said, it's it's a release. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I thank Todd all the time, man. Like, seriously, brought this Southern dude in that sounds like cornbread on a podcast. <laughs> so, man, I appreciate it. And, it's, and thank you guys again for having us, man. It was, it's been a blast. Yeah, it absolutely has. And I got I to gotta say thank you one more time for one more thing, too. The amount of appreciation I have for you three guys and what you did for me two weeks ago on my brain episode, I can't tell you how, how special that portion of the show was for, for me. I know you guys gave your shout outs and Simon did too. And I w- I'm happy to say he made a full recovery. He's good. He's back up. And, uh, yes, absolutely. He's, he's a tough little 13 year old. He's going to make a full recovery. It's what happened was, you know, he races go-karts. That's the thing over here. He got hit from behind. This person was was avoiding a wreck and hit him. He got ejected from his go-kart and was all jacked up. He got rushed to the ER like immediately and everything. And um, there's a lot of scares, but he's making an absolute full recovery and uh, he'll be happy and healthy. So for what you guys did for our show and for that boy, because I, I found out from talking to his mom, they were on their way somewhere. I don't remember their location and where they were going. Doesn't matter for the story. The first time that she heard it, she wanted to to be with him. So I said, hey, look, we did something special for him. Here's the link. You know, hope you enjoy. Everybody means it, you know. And she said, well, I'm going to wait. Like, honestly, I don't think I would have the power just to hold <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool. So they were together and apparently it was the biggest smile she's seen out of him in a really long time so thank you guys for your part in that that was a really cool thing and um you know to you know 
to the Atomic Drop Show guys and Joel and Stacy of Reload. Thank you guys very much. That was one of the coolest things that our show's ever done. So very, very much appreciated. No problem. Uh, for, for me, I'll give him another little shout out, Braden. Great to hear that you're doing so well, buddy. Keep chasing your dreams, little guy. From everybody here at TBR, I'm really, really pleased that, that you're making a recovery. Hopefully, it won't be too long before you're back to full health. And as I say, keep chasing those dreams, little guy. Um, we'll be rooting for you over in the UK. Top man. Yeah, yeah man, I'd echo that. I'd echo that as well. Cheers, dude. Well, that brings us pretty much up to where we where, where we normally call it a day. So, who wants to say their goodbyes first? We'll let our guests go first. So, Todd and Johnny, I'll let you find out amongst yourselves. If you guys would like to follow the show, you can follow us on Instagram, on the Toddcast, on the Toddcast, on TikTok. If you would like to email our show on the Toddcast at gmail.com and hit the follow button on Facebook, Todd Orndorff on the Toddcast. And uh, my name is Todd Orndorff. Out. Peace. (laughs) Guys. Yeah, brilliant. Loved it. Love meeting you two guys. Again, if anybody's got any comments they want to sort of um, hit us up with, follow us on all the normal um, social media outlets. Really, really enjoyed this episode. Great to chat to you guys. Hopefully it's the first of a couple, two or three down the line. Never know what's going to happen. So um, love to have you guys back on with us. Yeah, gas out. Cheers to you, Andy. That's been good. I enjoy doing the podcast with with guests as well because it's always interesting to hear other people's perspective and stuff. And yeah, hopefully we'll speak again soon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so if you're a regular listener to Tallboy Radio, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Todd and Johnny. And like Todd's giving you all the places you can go and listen. Do that. Definitely give that show a listen. I listen every single week. That's a promise. And if you listen to Todd and Johnny, why not hang out here too? It's all good. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.